and washed in the fountain, cleansed by your blood. Oh God, join tears with Jesus as we travel along. Oh God, we just want to continue to serve you with all our hearts and all our minds. You've been so good to us, oh God. Nothing good that we have done, Lord God, but because of your mercies, because of your love, oh God, you have given us life and life more abundantly. Oh God, you brought us into your kingdom for such a time as this where we can worship you and praise you, Lord God. We ask you, oh God, that the Spirit of God will continue to move in our hearts and in our minds, oh God, like never before, Lord God. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will continue to bless, oh God, every soul, oh God. Oh God, bring us souls from the east, west, north, and south, oh God. Release all the souls that are predestined for, oh, this church for such a time as this, Lord God. Father God, help us, Lord God, to continue to be a witness unto you, Lord God, as the scripture said, we shall receive power and after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you Lord God we're so glad oh God that we know you for ourselves oh God we have repented of our sin and we have get baptized in your name oh God we have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and oh God we want to continue to live a godly and a sober life that is pleasing and that is righteous in your sight Lord God help us to be more like you help us to be holy Lord God help us to continue to serve you with all our hearts and all our minds, O oh God. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. O oh God, as the scripture said, for we shall receive power, and after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. O oh God, let there be a move of your Holy Ghost like never before. O oh God, from the pulpit to the pew, Lord God, bless every person in this place, O oh God, individually and collectively, Lord God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that someone will make up in their mind to give their life to you, Lord God. Someone will make up in their mind to get baptized in your name. Someone will make up in their mind to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, oh God. Help us not to be ashamed of your gospel, Lord God. Help us to call upon your name in the good times and in the bad times. When things are going good, when things are not going good. Oh God, when the road get rough, oh God, help us to call upon the name that is worthy to be praised. Oh God, as we look to you this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds, O oh God. Bind us together, Lord God, with cords that can never be broken, O oh God. Speak to our hearts, O oh God. Manifest yourself through us one more time, O oh God. And, O oh God, I pray anointing upon the man of God as he come this morning, that your anointing will be upon him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. That's our praise singers, our musicians. O oh God, bless, O oh God, our individual ministry. Bless every ministry in this church this morning. Morning. Oh God, touch our nurses. Help those that are involved in all the ministries this morning. That you will touch them, oh God, individually and collectively, Lord God. We worship you, Lord God, this morning. Have your way, oh God, for we know this world is not our home, oh God. Help us to be ready that when the trumpet sounds, we will be ready to make heaven our home. We will be ready to make it in the rapture, Lord God. Oh God, we want to be where you are, oh God. For where you are, that's where we destined to be, Lord God. You're going to prepare a place for us, O oh God. The way you is, we will be there. Have you went this place this morning, O oh God? O oh God, have you went this place this morning, O oh God? 
I pray, O oh God, that you will speak to our hearts and our minds. Open our minds, O oh God, this morning. Open our hearts this morning. And that we'll continue to submit to your words this morning. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor as we worship you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just worship him this morning because he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Have your way this morning. Have your way this morning in the mighty name of Jesus we pray. In Jesus' name. Worship the Lord with us. Amen, amen.
Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Come on, let's thank him. Put your hands together. I just want to thank you for everything you've done for me, God. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We honor you, O oh God, in this place. We clap our hands this morning. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I just want to praise you forever and ever and ever. I just want to praise you forever, forever, forever and ever.
round of applause this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me. Blessings and glory and honor. They all belongs to us this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He didn't have to bless us. He didn't have to give us his glory. But they all belongs to us this morning. We welcome everyone this morning to Christ Center Church. So uh, glad to have everyone in the house of God this morning, our online viewers. We thank you for tuning with us to this morning. We pray that the blessing of God will flow right you to everyone here this morning. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated at this time. We're going to invite Brother Tom. He's going to come with a few announcements. Thank you. morning, church. I have too many things in my hand. I'd like to share something special with you. If you recall, uh, when we first got started with this uh, quarantine COVID environment, um, pastor was saying that he would come to your house to baptize you. Remember that? He would come to your house if you wanted to give tithes. So um, he had some business in Florida um, over the, uh, this past week. And um, so, in part, we have um, a family in Florida that's been faithfully attending service. Brother and Sister Coria, I'm sharing that Pastor went to Florida and baptized them on Wednesday evening. Yes, he did. So, I'm only sharing that to say this. There's a baptism tank in the backyard at 22 Concord Ave. There's a baptism tank down the street from a church that will let us go. And we have a pools in season when we can baptize there too. The bottom line is, is that it's available. And if you want to, we're ready. So some things to share. Um, leadership meeting, calendar strategy meeting is been rescheduled for this coming Saturday at 9 o'clock. Uh, the men's group that's getting together to do the recording, uh, Brother Kellerman's special project, is going to be at 8 o'clock. And so we're hopeful that you will um, uh, be on time so we can get those things rolling because on Saturday also, the North Central Jersey men's group is going to be getting together to um, um, have a men's fellowship, but it will be an evening. We've been meeting now for a couple of years, three years, four years, at from 11 to 1 on Saturdays, but now it'll be from 6 to 8. And so that's all happening this coming Saturday. Um, one of the things that I was talking about this morning uh, at the 9 o'clock service, and I'll repeat, uh, we certainly would like to have more attendance at our um, family Zoom meeting. Uh, we're doing that once a month um, on a Tuesday, and this coming uh, Tuesday the 17th, not uh, this coming week, but the following week, uh, what we really are looking for is that if you don't do Zoom, you don't know how to put Zoom, you don't know how to get loaded on Zoom, you don't know how to accept the app, all that kind of stuff, we have a group of people that really would like to lead you through that and help you get comfortable with that environment. Um, it's really kind of fun. Um, the last uh, time we got together, um, uh, we had some questions, and it was really very interactive. And so I'm sure Pastor will have some other things to do this coming um, Tuesday the 17th. Um, some uh, things in advance. Uh, Thanksgiving service on the 24th. That's a Tuesday. And we're going to uh, have that service instead of our usual Thursday Bible study um, on that week. 
and um, we haven't had uh, Bible study because of Thanksgiving in the past couple of years, so we're going to have a Tuesday service. And then um, the, a new announcement, it's, it's a little bit ahead, but it's, uh, it's going to be a ride. So we, every year we do a Christmas for Christ rally. As I said this morning, this is uh, right at the center of Pastor's heart. And so we're going to have um, this Christmas for Christ rally, which is the annual fund giving for church planting. And that's going to be on December the 5th. It's a ways away. But the, uh, the service will be in, uh, at the Refuge of Apostolic Church in Newark. And uh, we're hopeful that we can go and um, be a force um, on that day. Um, one final thing to, uh, well, actually two. Uh, one final thing, I haven't said it in a few weeks, but um, I'll say it again this way. When we stopped having regular Sunday service, uh, when we stopped having regular um, meeting time, we had a rich, vibrant group of folks that were with us. There was enough adults at our um, uh, Sunday school that it overflowed the area where we met, and there was people all over the place in the sanctuary. Um, that's dwindled away. It's complicated to set your time aside at another time, not on Sunday. But the fact is, is that the lessons that are prepared are really very good. And um, I personally have found it complicated sometimes on Saturday to get there, but I get there every single time I can. Um, the teens, uh, so the adults meet on, on Saturdays at 11 o'clock. The teens are meeting on Wednesdays at 6.30, and uh, our youth ministers are doing some fun things. And so hopefully uh, that attendance will pick up as well. And the juniors will are meeting on Saturdays at 10.30 also. And then the last thing um, on uh, uh, things to be keeping in mind, if Sister Sylvia did not hit you up on the way in, she's going to hit you up on the way out about our Christmas banquet. If she didn't talk with you yet, um, she, she's got a ledger book. She's writing your names down, and she's trying to get our attendance so that we can speak to the Marriott and let them know what we're doing. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. Amen. Praise God. Uh, as I said in the 9 a.m. service, I'm going to put Sister Wyatt in the spot again. We just had a district uh, ladies uh, function over the weekend. Actually, yesterday, had the privilege of being in there for a few minutes in and out. And um, so I'm just going to invite her to come. She's going to share some of the things that are going on in the district. And, uh, you know, as we always said, we want you to be able to, if possible, to support any function that's going on in the district. Whenever we can unite together, oh, my God, we can take, you know, uh, you know, we can take this world down. You know, the, 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 the more we unite, the more we will be together. Amen. Whenever there is division among us, we're never going to stay together. So I'm going to invite Sister Wyatt to come at this moment. Thank you. Praise the Lord, family. He alone is worthy. Amen. So Hebrews 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen? So yesterday, we had a ladies' district um, breakfast, and this was more of an informational breakfast, um, talking about the pretty much the, um, the goals, the theme, and what the expectations are for our district ladies. 
So Sister Belinda White is our newly elected uh, ladies district director. And she, um, well, she's tapped into the vision of our superintendent, Pastor Bishop Superintendent Wayne Wyatt. Um, so she's tapped into the vision of what he wants. And for the district as a lady to grow, to come together, to renew, to refresh. So there is what's coming, a ladies retreat, possibly ladies conference. There was a survey taken and at the after they have done their calculations, they'll let us know exactly what it will be, whether it will be a conference or whether it will be a retreat. Their expected dates are in um, April of next year and also ladies' luncheon, which is possibly will be in November of next year. So I want you to set your minds for together to get our ladies together. I want you to stand behind the district, stand behind the ladies' director in anything that is planned. Um, Put forth a, a greater effort to getting to being a part of the ministry, to working together for the glory of God. Amen. Also, there is um, a flyer. I've given out a few already, and there uh, it's a Mother's Memorial 2021. And on the back of the card, it shows where all the support of Mother's Memorial go to. It's a worldwide ministry. Um, it goes for ladies, prayer international. It goes for more to life. It goes to my hope. It goes to the um, Urshan Graduate School. It goes to ABLE, um, which is accepted, believing, loving, embracing persons with special needs. So it goes to quite a few places. So this card that I will hand out to every lady and if every man wants to also support, that is perfectly fine. Um, you will fill it out. And you could make your donations and just drop it in the box. Also, for our online viewers, um, we will put the information in our in the comments, and you could also make the pledge. So we're not leaving anyone out of the blessing of God. So again, I I implore you to stand behind our ladies' ministry. I will let you know as everything comes together. Um, as soon as the dates come available, I will let you know, and we can all join together for the women growing together for this district and for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 said, I plant Apollos water, but God is the one that gives the increase. It's offering time, everybody. I'm saying this to say that be a blessing. You know, we, we, we're still living in an uncertain time right now with all COVID. You know, I was seeing the news this morning where the governor said the case is up to thir uh, approximately 3,200 in Jersey um, for this week. You know, so we are still be mindful of, you know, our social distancing. And we're still encouraging everyone to make sure you wear your mask. And be mindful, you know, don't take things lightly, don't take things for granted, and um, we want everyone to be safe, even though our fellowship and everything, we try to do everything at a social distance to make sure everyone can be safe and secure and comfortable, amen? So we're going to invite you all, if you could stand with me at this time, we're going to get right into our offering, and we're going to actually give generous this morning, and let the Lord bless you in return, amen? Bow your heads with me. Father God, we come before your presence one more time, and we thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for what
those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Make a way so they can be a blessing. Increase their blessing a hundredfold. We ask your will to be done. Not my will, but your will in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. amen. Give unto the Lord and worship the Lord with us.
Come on, we can do better than that. I love that song. Oh, Lord, we thank you this morning for your goodness. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, I live for you alone, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. I live for you alone, almighty God. You are my God, and I worship you. I live for you alone. Somebody, you got to get a hold of that thing and say, God, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Have your way in me. Have your way in me. Hallelujah. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Almighty God. Help us, Almighty God. Help us, Jesus. Oh, somebody, we need to get a hold of the Lord this morning. We need to get a hold of Jesus and say, Lord, I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Oh, it was you that breathed your breath into my nostril, and I became a living soul. God, have your way in me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, God, help us this morning. Somebody call on him just for a moment. Just call on that name of Jesus, that miraculous name of Jesus, that saving name of Jesus, that healing name of Jesus, that heavenly name of Jesus. We ought to call on that name, the name that's above every name. Every knee will bow and every Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ, he is Lord to the glory of God. Lord, I worship you. Oh, God, I live for you alone. 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 Oh, God. Somebody ought to make that their mantra. Today, just say, Lord, I live for you alone. Lord, I live for you alone. Every moment I'm awake, every breath, I live for you alone. Ah, I live for you alone, God. I live for you alone. I'm not living for nobody else. I'm not living for this world. I'm not living for nobody else. I'm living for Jesus. But the good news when you live for Jesus, you will be able to be more effective and be more giving and be more loving and be more kind and be more patient with everybody else when you live for Jesus. You live for Jesus, you get to cover all the bases. But if you live any other way, you will not be able to do the things that you ought to do. You ought to live for Jesus. Oh, help us, oh God. Oh, Jesus, help us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my God. I, I know I need to move on, but something just, just, oh, God, you're helping us this morning. Have your way, sweet Jesus. Have your way, sweet Jesus. Church is all about Jesus. Uh, I know we want to make it about other things. I know that there's things that happen that stirs our emotions, but it's not about those things. 
Emotions, they're there, they come and they go, but Jesus, he's steady, he's, he's immutable. He is the same, he never changes. Our emotion changes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I thank God for being in the house of the Lord this morning. I thank God for being with you. We welcome all of you to Christ-centered church where Christ is our central focus. I want to tell you once again that I am so grateful to you uh, for your love that you've shown me, your kindness you've shown to me and my family. You've been really good to us, and we're so glad for God putting us all together and for just whatever he's doing in all of our lives. He put us together. And I pray that we will stay together and continue to love one another until Jesus come. If he places you here, if he placed you here, this is where you belong. And he's got a special plan for you. He didn't put you here just for you to just be here and just wonder. He placed you here because you have a special and great plan for you. Amen. We thank him this morning. So I thank you for your kindness and all that you did for us last week. Um, it, it will always be remembered and it has a special place in my heart. I'm sure it does in my wife's heart too. And I thank you so much. I thank you for your prayers, um, that you've been praying for, uh, me and my family. Uh, my father, my biological father lives in Fort Lauderdale. And as I had shared with you, um, his body is, um, not, um, cooperating. <laughs> He's got a lot of different sicknesses in his body. Um, kidney shutting down and not even at the point where he can have the dialysis or anything like that and he's got stuff wrong with him um, and so um, only thing that can change anything is if the Lord decides to step in if Jesus touches his body um, then he could be healed but if Jesus doesn't touch his body he's not going to be healed amen and so uh, you know I appreciate your prayers continue to keep him in your prayer um, his name is Oswald Wyatt. Amen. He is, um, that's my man. Me and him go way back. <laughs> oh man, we had some good memories. We talked a little bit, um, while I was down there and my, um, my other siblings, you know, they're younger than me. So him and I have some memories. So, um, his short term memory is not good, but his long term memory is really good. And so I reminded him when I was a kid and we went to the beach and um, on our way coming back from the beach, the van that we were in, his friend was driving. His friend was driving and the, the van flipped over. I don't know. I was about six, seven years old. And um, so I, w I, I said, you remember that? And he says, yes. And I said, we went to Potosico Beach that day. He says, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We went to Bailey's Beach that Sunday. And so we just shared stories back and forth. But his long-term memory, he's remembering everything. Um, but one thing that happened, and I, I would just watch, he, he would go off into thoughts a lot. And we would ask him, what are you thinking about? He says, I have some good thoughts, some thoughts that bring back good smile to my face. But then I have thoughts that I'm regretting. It's not that's every one of us. We're going to get to that place. Oh, you live long enough, you'll get to that place where you're going to have a lot of thoughts. And there will be some good, but there's going to be some where when you think about it, you're just shaking your head. You can't even respond. You're just shaking your head. And this is where it is so important. Gabrielle, um, Jordan, Peyton, Lila, 
Matthew, uh, Jordan, um, Isaiah. You all need to start living for Jesus now and give him everything because the thoughts that you will have if you're fortunate to live long enough, they'll be so good that you'll barely remember the ones that weren't good. Mm. Live for Jesus. Live for Jesus. That's why I said I live for you alone, almighty God. Amen. And I thank God, you know, Brother Tom touched on it a little bit this morning. I, I, I mentioned to you all that um, the way our things are going right now with um, our pandemic and um, us having to get more into the social media deal of, of, of reaching the lost and preaching the gospel. And I said that you will meet people, um, you're going to meet people that um, you're going to run into and they're going to say, you know, I'm a Christian. And you're going to say, yeah, I'm a Christian too. And they're going to say, hey, what church you go to? And you're going to tell them Christ-centered church. And they're going to tell you, I go to Christ-centered church too. And you're going to say, but I've never seen you. What are you talking about? And it's going to be because they've been a very faithful part of Christ Center Church via live stream virtually. And so that's going to happen. That's happening already um, around this nation and even across um, our, our globe where people have tuned in and God has spoken to their heart through this ministry. So we want you to continue to, um, you know, be a blessing and keep praying that God will use us as he will and make yourself a part of what God is doing. You know, be a spectator, be a participator. And so I went down to Florida uh, Wednesday evening. My flight landed at 5.50, no, 5.38. It was supposed to land at 6.17. It landed 5.38, and thank God that it did because um, we had to get a rental and after we got the rental, we had to drive an hour and a half to um, Fort Pierce, which is a little bit up from Port St. Lucie. And we had to drive up there because we have um, family members, church family members that lives in that area. And so I told them that, you know, um, well, they found out that I was going to be in Florida and they called me and said, listen, we were thinking about giving our life to Christ through baptism. And so we want to know if you will be able to baptize us. Of course, that's a no brainer to me. Like, yeah, I'll be there. And so it was just it was a tight travel. Um, I contacted a, uh, a church down in Fort Pierce. Um, I had preached for the guy before and I said, hey, could I use your baptismal baptismal tank to baptize two people? And he says, yeah, no problem. So it was their Bible study night. So they're normally done about 815 at Bible study. And so I'm looking at this 538 get the rental how long would that be because you got to shuttle over to the rental car place will there be a long line if there's a long line how long will it take then you got to get the car then all of a sudden now you got to drive an hour and a half up what if by the time that's all done it's nine o'clock and the people got to go home we're in trouble but because i knew the lord was in control i just said lord i'm not worried about all that you're in control and certainly everything went smooth we land a uh, half hour earlier than we were supposed to land uh, we got through the um, the line for the rental, car rental, and yes, I went up 95. And 95 is always a mess, especially down in that area in Florida. It's a mess. And so I just cut through 95, and boom, we were up there, and we got there. I got to Fort Pierce at 8 p.m. Uh, uh, Brother Joseph Correa had texted me. He's, he's an untimed guy. Texted me at 6.58 p.m. Pastor, we're here. Are you in the building? I didn't even see that text. Because I couldn't look at anything at 7 o'clock. I was on the highway cutting through. 
I could, if I would have known, let Joe knew what, where I was, he probably would be like, you sure you're going to make it? So I didn't say one word. I just cut through. So I got there at 8 o'clock. Joe and Barbara was in service with their notes out, taking notes, because they were in the Bible study class, taking notes, reading their Bibles, just patiently waiting for their time to be baptized. And when service was over, Bible study was over, Joseph Korea and Barbara Korea got baptized in Jesus' name. That was Wednesday night. Look at that. Joseph going down, Barbara going down in Jesus' name. Wow, that was so special. And, 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 and we were so on it. When I mentioned it to Sister Patrice uh, before I went down, she said, ooh, let's prepare their baptism certificate. And she prepared their baptism certificate. And sure enough, when they got baptized and they got changed and, and, and they came back out, uh, we gave them their baptism certificate that they were baptized in Jesus' name on, on um, November 4th, 2020. And uh, they were so excited because they thought they were going to have to fly up here for their baptism certificate. You know, they were going to try to make a trip of it. But here they go. And so Barbara and Joe and I prayed for them while they were in the water and the spirit of God moved on them. They weren't far from receiving. the we'll continue to pray for them to receive the Holy Ghost. Joe and Barbara, again, congratulations. God bless you. You just started your journey and God is going to do some amazing things. Amen. And so I thought about it. I say, here I am. I'm going to see my dad, who is um, probably not going to be with us long. And um, I'm also going to do a baptism of people being born into the kingdom of God. It's just life. It's just the way it is. But I live for him alone. I live for him alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me because whatever I do is all for him. I gave up my life a long time ago and my life is hid in Christ. I'm living for Jesus and I pray you will live for Jesus. Not just say you're living for Jesus, but you live for Jesus. Amen. I was checking out your shoes this morning. He's an old policeman from back in Jamaica. And, you know, if you know anything about the police, oh, their shoes be shiny. And that was a long time ago. He's still keeping some shiny shoes. Amen. Those are good, good habits to incorporate in your life. And look at it. He's still shining the shoes. Come on, Holy Ghost. I enjoy that. So we got an old-time policeman in here. My, my, my dad is an old-time soldier man. And so we got some old law enforcement around you know they can't help themselves amen they still live a certain kind of way amen son good to see you this morning amen good to see my oldest son this morning when i saw your grandpa i saw a little bit of you he asked about you a lot how my, how my grandson doing <laughs> his oldest grandson how my oldest grandson doing he's doing good yeah i said um you know we might um, have another Wyatt coming soon. <laughs> How you doing, my granddaughter? My my grand my grandson or granddaughter in there, right? What do you all want me to tell you? I can't help y'all. Can't help y'all. Listen. I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn from my dad. I'm going to learn from my dad. 
and I'm going to build all the memories I can. I love my family, and I love everything about them, and I can't help it. And so, um, okay, I, stop talking. All right. Let's talk. All right, man. And it's only because they got special things planned later on. You know, back in the day when you have stuff going on, you just, just, it's just, now they got to, you know, they have stuff planned so they can't let this out. They can't say this. They can't, because they got to do this and they got, come on, man. Y'all killing me. Just let me talk and be free. I'm glad I live for Jesus. Ain't got to worry about them. Too many secrets and you can't say this and because we got to do this and it's not time yet. You know? Now, Ethan, I understood um, your situation. I, I'm not going to lie. Even though I almost blew that too, but I understood your situation. I'll tell y'all what's going on virtual church. They always ha- they have stuff going on in their life, and they don't want to reveal it till a certain time. So me, I know the stuff, and I'm just trying to hold it, and sometimes I just come out and say it. So they're all like, oh, you can't say that. Oh, you can't say this. And I'm just like, come on. Let me just preach the word, because that's what God, yeah, let me, yes, okay. (laughs) Oh, let me just preach the word. That's what God called me to do, and not to get in folks' business. All right. But but I spent some good time with your grandfather, and I just, um, I just, I just say, man, God, if you tarry, all of us are going to have to go that way. And you know, when, when, when your mom or your dad is sickly or sick in their body, my wife knows this because um, she does this from time to time. You start asking yourself, okay, what I have from, from them, that's going to happen the same way to me. So, so um, my wife always worried about, you know, um, if she's going to die at the age um, that her mom died at and, and, you know, what happened. And she think about it from time to time. She try to just, you know, and I try to tell her not think like that. But then now I'm in that situation because because I look at my dad and I'm watching everything and I'm watching his reaction. We have so many of the same mannerisms. It's sick, man. You don't even want to see it. I mean, we have a lot of mannerisms. My sister said to me, you see what he's doing? You just did that at the airport. I said, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we just got some of the same mannerisms. But I look and I'm just watching. I'm just like, this could be me. That's, that's how you look at it when when your dad or your um, your your mom, depending on if you're a male or female, when, you know, you said this could be me because, you know, you have genes from them. And so you're figuring, you know, this could happen to me. So keep them in prayer. That's my man. That's my buddy. Stand with me and turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter three, verse number one, Colossians chapter three, verse number one. They told me to stop talking. I just want to enjoy this stuff. Can we start enjoying it? When you enjoy stuff, you enjoy wherever you go. Why do we got to enjoy it only in certain places? Pray for me. Pray for me. Isaiah, give me some fist bump. I always, I'm always glad to see you, my friend. You're my man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1. Paul Brantley. Keep on holding on, my friend. Amen. That's my buddy. We had a good chance to sit together a couple Wednesdays ago and had a good time. Love that man. Colossians chapter 3. I guess I got to get my glasses out. I don't really have to, but I guess if you. (laughs) 
Colossians chapter 3, verse number 1 says this. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, (laughs) shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Jesus, your word is so powerful. You are so powerful. And I'm so glad that, Lord, you called us. That, Lord, you're still calling us. And that you are saving still, Lord God. Father, let this word today that's being spoken be the word of the living God and not my own words. Speak to every heart in this place today, Lord God, and those that have tuned in virtually. Speak to every heart, Lord, that I pray transformation will take place in all of us. That we will see differently. And because we see differently, Lord God, we will begin to live differently. I pray this morning, O oh God, that the power from on high will overshadow us, Lord God. And we will not be the same when we walk out of this place today or when we turn off the live stream today. That we will not be the same, Lord God. But that the power from on high will reign supreme in our hearts and overshadow us in all our deeds. Lord, we look to you and ask that that you have your way in us, Lord God, and whatever needs to be done, can you let it be done right now, right now. Whatever needs to be done in us, can you let it be done right now. We pray in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Can we all say amen? You may be seated. I feel that this is a necessary word for the times that we are living in. And so, obviously, the current situation that we are facing in America is division, is unrest, mistrust or distrust that that's the current situation the the, the the current temperature in our country right now and i say i've watched i've spoken to people on both sides of the coin as far as their political views And to me, those that voted for now President-elect Biden, they're great, they're excited, they're happy because their vote counted and they got what they wanted. And those that voted for President Trump, they're angry, they're upset because they went and voted, but they didn't get what they want. And it would have been the same vice versa if President Trump was reelected and uh, Vice President at that time Biden 
was not elected, there would still be. And these things have taken a hold of many of us. And our emotions are caught up and consumed by our current events. But I'm here this morning and I've come to preach to you this morning on this topic. Heaven on earth. God has placed me in your life to help you to understand who he is. But one of the things that I'm certain that he has used me to do in your life is to keep your focus. And so while, like Brother Henry said in the 9 o'clock a.m. service this morning when he preached, while uh, sometimes the things that I say, you don't always agree or always feel comfortable about them, I have to say them because they are mandates from the Almighty God. And God is wanting us to be focused on him. Yes, we have to do our civil duties. Yes, we have to live in this world. Yes, we have to do the things that are required of us, but we can't allow them to get such a hold of us uh, that they get us off track from focusing on Jesus uh, and, and, and not do what we're supposed to do as the people of God. And so for those of us that are satisfied with the outcome, your focus are still supposed to be on Jesus. For those of us that are not satisfied with the outcome, your focus is still supposed to be on Jesus. Because we need to live a life like heaven on this earth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm trying to help you this morning that when you begin to talk to people about the different things that goes on, that you will make sure you don't allow yourself to get emotionally consumed or connected by it, which I know many of you have already. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, I know. But I'm going to try to help you this morning to disconnect yourself emotionally. I didn't say disconnect yourself responsibility-wise. I said emotionally because when your emotion get involved with something, it can take you into places that will destroy you. It can take you into dark places. It can take you to places where hate will now begin to surface as it probably did when you were not a Christian. I can't think of since I've been a Christian, the thought have came to my mind to say, I hate you. I just can't think of that ever coming to my mind. But I'm sure when I wasn't a Christian, I'm sure it was floating around in there. Whether I said it or not, I'm sure it was floating around in there somewhere. And if we're not careful as Christians, this thing can get a hold of us. We are supposed to be the ones that bring sanity and calm and peace and love to this world. And if you get consumed by one side or another, oh, you can't do that. No, if you're in their position, you can't help them. If you and I are trapped in a ditch, I can't help you, you can't help me. 
If you and I are blind and we're walking together, we can't help each other. We need somebody that can see to help us. So you have to be careful how you conduct yourself if you might find yourself being blinded because of your emotion being connected. And so now you can't even see that you're blind. But if you see Jesus... If you stay focused on Jesus, if, if you if you live like heaven on earth here, you will see that, oh, no matter what's going on, you will be anchored. You will be rooted and grounded in the faith. The Bible says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Do I need to get into saying That the things that we do here that's going on, they're not from above. (laughs) I I know we want to, you know, I I know some of you are here right now or viewing um, via live stream or trying to figure it out in your mind to say, what are you talking about? We have to, I know you want to make those rationale and reasoning in your mind. I know people reason, I'm a reasoner. But since I met Jesus, I reason everything through him. (laughs) I'm a reasoner. I sit and think. My daddy does that down in Florida. I watch him all the time. He wears off all the time and starts thinking. And everybody's looking like, what's going on with him? He's thinking. I'm a thinker. All my kids are thinkers. That's what we do. So I reason and rationale everything in my mind. But since I've known Jesus, everything that I reason in my mind, it got to go through him. Everything I think of in my mind, it got to go through him. And if it's not lined up with him, I'm leaving it alone. Oh, yeah. I process all day, every day. I do it so good I'm real skilled and I'm talking to you while I'm doing it now. You know, I don't have to sit around and, 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 and do like this. I can I do it while I'm talking right now. Processing. But it all goes through the word of God. It all goes through Jesus because that's how I understand what I must do, what is my responsibility. It goes through Jesus. So I'm processing just like you processing. I'm reasoning just like you're reasoning. But when I conclude, it's going to be what the word of God says when I make my conclusion. Not what everybody else say. Not according to my emotions. Not according to what we think is right or wrong. But according to what he says. We are not dead with Christ, but risen with Christ, not planted in likeness of his death, but planted together in the likeness of his resurrection, that we may walk in the newness of life. Why would the Bible say something like that, that we need to walk in the newness of life? It must mean that life we was walking in is the oldness of life. And so until we walk in the newness of life, we're going to still be thinking the old way. If Until we walk in the newness of life, we're going to still be living like people that's living in the old way. I'm not living the old way. Jesus came to this earth that I may know the new way of life. Jesus came to this world that I may have life and have it more abundantly. Not for me to live a life that is heading to destruction and death and frustration and misery. He he died, he rose, so I can have life and have it more abundantly. So you can have life and have it more abundantly. But this world will not provide that for you. This world is a roller coaster. 
Today you're up, tomorrow you're down. <laughs> yeah, re remember uh, 2016? Oh, my goodness. All the people that were for uh, President Trump, they were up and they were celebrating and it was joy unspeakable for them. And the people that were for Hillary, they were upset and they were mad and they were lawless. And then this year now, four years later, the tables have turned. That's our world. It's always up and down. But the Bible says, Jesus, uh, the same yesterday, today, uh, and forever. And so I'm going to trust in Jesus uh, and not trust in our world system. Uh, I'm going to trust in Jesus uh, and not trust in our president. Uh, I'm going to trust in Jesus uh, and not worry about uh, all the leadership of man. Uh, I'm going to trust in Jesus because he is the all-powerful, the almighty God that knows everything uh, and he never changes. He don't change the game on us. He doesn't change things up. He's the same always. He's unchangeable. And the thing about it is, we can't help ourselves as people. We always have our own agenda. Uh -huh. We always have our own agenda. And so, all of our leaders in our world, if they're for you, it's because... It fits their agenda if they're for you, and if 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 if, it, if what you want don't fit their agenda, they're going to explain their way away. That's what they do. For God so loved the world, <laughs> He loved us so, <laughs> and so. His agenda is, I love you. His agenda is, I love you. His agenda is, I love you. And that's whose side I'm on. And that's who I want to be with. The one that says, my agenda is, I love you so much that I will do whatever it takes to give you an opportunity for eternal life. His agenda is you and I. And there's no strings attached. No strings attached. It's just because. That's who I want to be with. That's who I'm living for. That's why I can say I live for you alone. Every breath that I take. Every moment I'm awake. Lord have. I can, I can live for him. I can live for God. I can surrender everything for him because I know he will make sure he defend, he protect, he provide, he look out for, he heals, he delivers, he lifts up, he builds up, he encourages. And even when he chases it, it's because he wants what's best for me. And that's who I will serve. And that's who I'm living for. We are risen with him. We are planted in his likeness of death, but also planted in his likeness of the resurrection. What does that mean? Listen to this, Joe and Barbara. Romans chapter 6, verse number 3. The word of God says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. 
Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. (laughs) When we repent of our sins, when we decide that I want to be a born-again Christian, the first thing that's required is to understand and know who Jesus is. That's how you obtain faith. The second thing is now you repent of your sins. What you're saying is repentance means I'm going to turn around. I'm no longer going to go in the direction I was going in. I'm no longer going to live the way I was living. I'm going to live now to please Jesus and not to please myself. So I'm going to turn around. That's repentance. And then you are now baptized in the name of Jesus, not in the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, but in the name of Jesus. You're submerged. And now the Bible says your sins are washed away. The remission. You're now, the sins are removed and you're raised up in water. And now when he fills you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you now walk in the newness of life. The Spirit give life. So you need the Spirit of God in you because that's how you receive the newness of life. Hmm. And so if we're going to have heaven here on earth, live that, that, that heavenly life here on earth, we need to be born again. Mm-hmm. Born again believers are identified with Christ in death, burial, resurrection, and soon ascension. So Jesus Christ, he died, he was buried, he was resurrected, and he ascended. That's his life. That's supposed to be our life. We're supposed to die, repentance, buried, baptism, resurrection, filled with the Holy Ghost, and waiting for ascension to go to heaven. Just as he came and left, we come, we're supposed to go. That's what born-again believers are supposed to be like. And so when we're born again, we are now supposed to be living this heavenly life here on earth because heaven is where we will spend our eternal life. And so we live here in this earth, but we're supposed to be living in a heavenly way and not an earthly way. Help us, Holy Ghost. Uh Uh-huh. A born-again believer no longer belongs to self or the world, but to Jesus Christ. And the sources of that born-again believer's life that they enjoy... The sources that they need comes from Jesus Christ. The Christian life is a hidden life. As far as the world is concerned, they don't need to see us. Only the Christ who is in us. 
The world needs to know Jesus Christ, and we are hidden with Christ, which means we can show the world Christ while he's not physically here. He's spiritually here. He lives in us, and people need to see who he is by the actions that we're living out. But we can only show him if we're going to live in a heavenly way here on this earth. If we want people to know Jesus and see Jesus. We have to live out the heavenly lifestyle here on earth. Our sphere of life is not this earth. We're caught up in this earth, but we shouldn't be focused on this earth. We should be focused on heaven. And the things that Attract us and excite us must be from heaven, not earth. This does not mean that we should ignore our earthly responsibilities. Rather, it means that our motives and our strength comes from heaven, not earth. I learned a long time, church, that if you're going to live for God, you're usually going to be contrary in your way of living and thinking than the majority. This is why it's best to be quick to hear and slow to speak. I wonder why the Lord said that. There's a many th- reasons why he said that. But you know one of the reasons why he said that? Because I'm learning this through even my own walk. Is I understand that what I'm going to say is probably going to be in opposition of what most people are thinking and doing. So I just stay quiet. And if the Lord says, speak, son, then I'll speak. But because I know what he has placed in my heart and in my mind, what his word said is usually in opposition of the majority. I don't say a whole lot until I need to say a whole lot. So I shared this. I think you all probably be the third setting or third group of people I shared this with. I only shared it with two individuals. Now I'm sharing it with you all. And what I shared with them was, and you may have picked up on this just from stuff that I said, but when I left Jamaica and came to America, I was a kid and I came. My parents was living in Trenton, so I lived in Trenton. And of course, I'm seeing the neighborhood, seeing the city, see how it is. Okay, okay. I went to um, probably the most dangerous inner city um, um, school in Trenton, which was um, junior high school number one. That was at the time in, in the 80s, early 80s. Nothing was like that place. That was the jungle. And I went to that school, and it was bad. Um, I, I moved around in the area. It was bad. Um, I learned... Um, a lot of the principles um, of how people are in the inner city, um, in these schools. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm marking that, checking that. I'm learning all these things. And then, you know, I went through the school system, you know, did my very best I could, got out of the school system, you know, and I started working. And when I started working, I started working at the Nassau Inn in Princeton, New Jersey. Met some other new set of people that took me under their wing. I learned a whole different lifestyle again. 
So my life is consisted of this. I'm a Jamaican. It's who I am. It's how I was raised. It's what I know. But then I came to this country and I moved in the inner city and I was able to now be exposed to what the inner city is like in America. But then I left there and went to Princeton and interact with Princeton and learned that ways and now had some friends that, you know, I was really connected with in that area. So I stepped back and I could not get my worlds to cross. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get my friends that were in Trenton to be friends with my friends that are in Princeton. I couldn't get my friends that were Jamaicans to be with my to be friends with my friends that are in Trenton. Because the Jamaicans, we were doing something else while the inner city kids were doing something else. We were different. It was almost those Jamaicans over there. So if you went to Trenton Central High School, those were the Jamaicans over there. Then you have the Americans over there. So I lived in a world where I lived in three separate worlds and I couldn't get them to. And I'm just like, so I just kept them all separate. When I was in Princeton, I was I, I was with my Princetonian friends and we had a good time. We, we, we handled business a certain way. We did things a certain way. When I went to when I went in Trenton, I was with my friends in the inner city in Trenton. I deal with them a certain way, did things a certain way. And then when I was with my Jamaican people, then I was doing certain things. I couldn't get the worlds across. And it stayed that way all my life. And then I got in Christ. And I got to be honest with you. I still feel a little bit like that in Christ. I got friends in different places, different culture, different everything. And I listen to every one of them. I listen to all my friends. And I can't get them all to connect, cross connect. And I listen to all of them. And so I always have a perspective perspective that is usually not like everybody else i am not trying to tell you nothing special about me i'm just trying to tell you what my life consists of and so that's a lot of ways and reasons why i get inside understanding is because i'm i'm talking to different groups of people and i'm hearing what because i don't respond i listen to them and i hear their point of view and i hear it loud and clear and then when i go be with my other friends i hear their point of view and i hear it loud i'm like oh so what I'm saying here to you this morning, all the stuff that I'm saying, when I tell you that we need to live as uh, heavenly life here on this earth, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying because most of us are just living in our own little cubbyhole. Most of us are just living according to our own perspective. Most of us are just living only according to our own understanding and experiences. And that's fine, but that's not going to get us to see Jesus. That's not going to get us to live the life that will be impactful in this world. How are you going to? Some of us only could. This is why I've told you a long time. This church will be diverse. I didn't have a choice. God orchestrated my life, Ethan, for me to be involved in all of that stuff because he knew one day he knew this stuff all along. I did not. But God knew that I'm going to call you to be a pastor and I want you to pastor a church of diverse people and not one kind of people. This is why I'm here today. And that's why I understand where my life has gone all these years. And, I'm, and I have all these group of friends all over the world in different places. And I'm just like, I go over here. Some of you might think I'm being funny if you see me with some of my friends. Why is he acting like that? Those my friends. And that's how we operate. And y'all won't allow me to bring y'all together. So I got to go to everybody and treat them the way we treat each other when we are together. I understand everybody. 
It's been like that for me since I came to this country. I'm okay with it. God, God, God has made me okay with it because what he has called me to do, it has allowed me to be more effective. And so when, you, when I stand before you, I don't just impact your life. When I stand before you, I just don't impact your life. When I stand before you, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm impacting many of lives from different backgrounds, from different walks of life, from different nationality and kindred and tongue. Why? Because God exposed me to this. And now he's saying, I want you to go and preach my word to every kindred, every tongue, every nationality, every people, because that's what I have trained you to do. Now go do it. Yes. You want me to tell you something? Because you are here, it's what he called you to do too. (laughs) Don't don't think you were getting off the hook that easy. (laughs) Because you are here, he is putting together a group of people that will be diverse. He's putting together a group of people that will understand all different cultures and all different nationalities. He's putting up people together that can effectively minister to the Lord. And we can do it in this church. And we will do it in this church. It will be heaven on earth the way we do what God said we must do. It's going to be heaven and on earth. We're going to do what God said to do. And when we do it, people might think it's strange. Because people in general just stay with their own kind. And they're going to see us with every kind. Because that's who God called us to be. And guess what? You better understand when we get to heaven. I think there's going to be some Russians in heaven. I think there's going to be some Japanese in heaven. I think there's going to be some Asian, some Africans. Guess what? There's going to be every kind of people. Read your Bible. So I have no clue how we expect to go to heaven and think only one kind of people we should be around. I don't know how that works. Because I don't think we're going to get to heaven and your mansion is going to be over here and you're going to only be by yourself. I don't think that's how it goes. So let's just get our practice in right now. Let's just live a life that, that, that will not be a life that, 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 that is just only from our point of view. And I'm not telling you not to have your own point of view. We all need to have a point of view. But what I'm telling you is that thing, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, that thing better be a point of view from the way Jesus sees it, not from the way you see it. So when you're communicating, you're communicating what God says and not your intelligence. <laughs> yeah, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm confident. I'll let you in a little further. Boy, some people are going to watch this and probably say, hmm. But here's what I see again. Got a lot of friends, different places. The folks that voted for President Trump, here's what they're saying. We can't allow ourselves to get distracted now. We need to trust God. I only had my sister to scream at when when I read those Facebook posts Thursday. I screamed at my sister. She must have been like, my brother's going crazy. I said, 
Daisha, you see, you see this? You see this mess? You see this mess? I said, Daisha, as, as a Christian, I've been preaching and people didn't like it because they want me to take sides and they want me to say this, this is what I should do and this is what I should say and I would not take sides. Still today, there's still people probably scoping me saying, that church, I don't know about him. Well, you're knowing about me this morning. I will not take sides because I'm for every people. I'm trying to reach lost people. I don't have time to, to, to be worried about who, who is this and who. No, I need to reach lost people, people that are hurting, people that don't know Jesus. That's who I'm trying to reach. And so when I was preaching that, they wanted me to preach something else. And now when other people, their, their, their person didn't get elected, well, we got to trust God. I said, Daisha, I'm so mad. I've been telling this world, trust God before this election. Now all of a sudden your person is not in there. We're saying trust God. We ought to trust God no matter who is in the White House. Man, it's making me mad. All of a sudden, now we need to trust God. You know what I said the other day? I said, we act like, and I'm done and I'll move off it. I, I said, we're acting like the two men that were running for presidency. D, we were acting like one was like Jeremiah, the prophet, and one was a heathen. That's how we acted, like, let's make sure we vote for Jeremiah, because you know he's a man of God, and God used him mightily, and he, 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 he prays a lot, and he's righteous and holy. Let's vote for Jeremiah and make sure we don't vote for that heathen. That's how we were acting when both the people that were running for the office, they weren't Christians. Now, I understand. Don't, don't try to get me all pigeonholed in the corner. I understand that different people have different standing. And as Christians, you're supposed to look at certain things to say, hey, let me vote for this guy or that guy because they, they stand for this. That's, and this is against the word. They say this, which is not against the word. I get all of that. But what I'm saying is we allowed our emotion to get so vested in what was going on like we were acting like one was a Christian and one wasn't. They both were sinners. I ain't, I ain't read nowhere where Biden or Trump repented of their sins and got baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and living a holy and righteous life. I did not read that any place. So we better understand it's not for us to take up no emotional you know, consumption of what's going on. We preach Jesus and him crucified. We preach Jesus and him crucified. I want people that are Democrats to get saved. I want people that are Republicans to get saved. We preach Jesus and him crucified. I want to live a life of heaven here on this earth. I want people to see my life and man, that guy is different. Man, that girl is different. Why? Because they're living a life of Christ, heaven here on this earth. That's what we want people to say about us. Not for who our political affiliation is. We want people to see us and say they're about Jesus. They're about his business. They're not about all this political stuff. Because I've been saying it for the longest and I'm gone. If you are and so staunch about what you believe, when you meet a person that is not a Christian that's opposite your party and they have watched you 
just be so haughty about what you think about your party. Tell me how you reach them with the gospel. Because they're not Christians. All they're thinking about is, I don't like you because I don't like how you talk about that. I don't like how you talk about that. So they won't even give you the time of day to tell them that Jesus loved them. They're going to say, nope, don't want to hear from you. I don't care how much you tell me Jesus loved me. Give me somebody that I can relate to that will tell me Jesus loved me, not you. That's a fact. And so that's why me, I I don't have time to go with parties and going on sides. Because I want to make sure when you want to hear about Jesus, you can receive it from me because you didn't see me as a political preacher. You didn't see me as taking sides. You saw me as a man of God that stands for God principles and stand for the word of God and try to live holy and try to live righteous and love people and try to get people saved. That's what I want you to see. Not my political agenda. Not my political agenda. So we need to live. A life that's heaven on earth. It says here, seek those things which are above. Through Christ's death, burial, resurrection, ascension, we have been separated from the old life of this world. And we now belong to a new heavenly life. But how do we seek those things which are above? Habitually set our mind. Our attention on things above, not on things on the earth. Our feet must be on earth, but our minds must be in heaven. You hear me this morning? Our feet must be on the earth. We must walk about this earth, but our minds and our affection need to be on heaven. This means our practical everyday affairs of this earthly life gets its direction from Christ in heaven. Why you think we're always telling you when you wake up in the morning before you do anything, pray. Why you think we're saying that? So you can get your communication. So you can get your orders. So you can get your direction from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who knows everything. And so for the rest of the day, our life is supposed to be governed by heaven and not with your thoughts and not what you want to do. It's supposed to be governed by his instruction which come from heaven. Heaven on earth. We can live on this earth and be heavenly. I thought about this. I'm almost there. Have you ever booked a nice, well, I can say for me, Nice vacation in a really beautiful tropical island, especially it's winter time in America. And you booked a nice vacation, beautiful tropical island. It's warm there. Sun is always shining. Good food and lots to do. Guess what? Your mind will constantly be on that vacation. Mm-hmm. You will be you, you will go shopping to buy stuff that you will need for that vacation. Guess what? You will save up some extra money to take with you on that vacation. You will even imagine things that you will do on that vacation. Mm -hmm. Yes, you will. Your mind and affection will be on the vacation until you get there where you will then be totally consumed by that vacation. So I know I've done it. 
When I book vacation, this is why I'm struggling hard this year and I can't get my wife to budge. But when I, when I book my vacation in December, Cheryl, and, and, it's, and it's locked in, I'm about to let the cat out of the bag. Brother D, about October, I'm, I'm working kind of light at the job. <laughs> Brother D, about October, I'm like cruising. I'm like, yo, man, just chill. Just, just, let's not get all crazy about this stuff right here. About October, when, when October roll around, I got a solid book vacation about middle of December. Oh, man, I'm cruising on job. You can't get me mad. I'm strutting. I'm walking around and stuff. I'm like, ah, we can do that another time. I'm just going because all I'm thinking about is, man, when that December vacation come, I can't wait. Woo! People say stuff to get you mad and you just smile. Yeah, you're just miserable because you need a vacation. I'm going on vacation. Are you kidding me? Hey, that's how I feel when I got vacation time. I'm just, I'm just rolling around like, come on, baby. Woo! Man, that's hard right now. I don't have no vacation plan. Y'all got any vacation plan in December? Anybody? I don't have no vacation plan. And that's hard. I go go see my dad the other day. He's sick and stuff, and I'm trying to go go take care of my dad. My son talking about, Dad, you going on vacation? I said, No, I'm not. You know, all he knows is I'm going to a hot place. I said, He, he live in Florida, yeah, but I'm not going on vacation, bro. This is um, not good where I'm going and what I'm getting ready to do. And so, that's an example of living on earth. With the mindset of heaven. If we can do it with our vacation, we can do it living for God. If we can do that with our vacation, meaning have all on our mind planning and all this stuff and not worry about all what's going on around you, but just think about your vacation, we can live here on this earth thinking about heaven. Let me give you another um, evidence of, of why we can live here on this earth. With heaven values and demonstrating the things of heaven. When the nation of Israel came to the border of the promised land, they refused to enter. And because of their stubborn unbelief, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh huh. That whole generation, starting with the 20 year olds, died in the wilderness. Except for Caleb and Joshua, the only two spies who believed God. How were Caleb and Joshua able to get the victory during those 40 difficult years in the wilderness? Their minds and hearts were in the promised land Canaan. They knew they had an inheritance coming and they lived in the light of that inheritance. Church, I'm here to tell you, we got to get a hold of the things of heaven. We got to start keeping heaven on our mind more than we have been doing that. We have to start thinking about heaven more than we have been thinking about it. We have to start implementing heavenly principles in our life here on earth more than we've been doing it. Because if we plan to go there one day, we better prepare to be there. And we must live a life that says that I am aiming and I am planning to be in heaven. We can do it. 
That's what Joshua and Caleb did when they were just, just marching around. All the families are dying off. They're all dying. They're all falling apart because of their unbelief. And why wasn't Joshua and Caleb dying? Because their mind, their heart was on the promised land. They were thinking about what their master said, what Almighty God had told them, that you will take the land. You will inherit the land. And they kept going because their mind was on who promised it and their mind was on the land that was promised to them. Church, our mind got to be on our Savior who has called us and promised us. And our mind got to be on the place where he has called us to because it's coming and it's going to happen. And we need to start living like it's heaven here on earth. Heaven. On earth, set your affections on the things above, not on the things on on the earth. Observe to seek the heavenly things is, is, is to set our affection upon them, to love them and let our desires be towards them. We must acquaint ourselves with heavenly things, esteem them above all other things, and lay out ourselves in preparation for the enjoyment of the things of heaven. We need to start talking about heavenly things. When, when people try to engage you, uh, to, 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 to get emotionally engaged in what's going on in our world, say, listen, I'm just thinking about heaven. I'm just thinking about the goodness of Jesus. I'm just thinking about Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I will be what I need to be here in this earth, my responsibility. But my heart, my affections, my thoughts, they are with Jesus Christ. They are in heaven. And I'm going to be here on earth to help you. Know who Jesus is and to help you get to heaven. But I'm not going to be consumed by the things that's happening in this world. I'm not going to be. I'm not blind. I'm not incoherent. I'm not crazy. I, I voted. I live a responsible life, I believe, as an adult. So I'm not saying anything stupid, derogatory, or crazy. I'm just telling you, with all of what I do as my responsibility here on earth, it will not be more prevalent than heaven, than Jesus Christ. Okay, And so the things that are more prevalent in your mind, the things that are more consuming in your mind, those are the things that will seem to come up more. Fellas, we love sports. And as soon as we get together, sports just come and just seeps right out. Why? We watch sports a lot. Why? Because we, we, we engage sports. It, it has an emotional connection. We have a team that we like, and, and we have players that we like. And so that's fine. I'm just trying to give you an example of what we need to do with heaven, that, that we engage so much that no matter what comes up, nothing will supersede or nothing will be greater or nothing will be more important or nothing will get more priority than Jesus Christ and heaven in your life. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you to not live your life here on earth. I'm just telling you not to let anything be more prioritized in your life than that. David said it this way. Psalms 27 verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord. 
that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's what David said. One thing have I desired. I'm telling you, church, we can live on this earth and do the things we need to do and still be locked in in Jesus and still be focused on heaven. We can do it. I don't want you to think that what I'm saying today here, that's not possible. Yes, it is possible. David did it. And we know it because he messed up in sin. So he must have had some kind of connection in this world. But the bottom line is, that's how passionate he was about heaven. It was priority. It was the most important thing in his life. Even though he lived on this earth and did earthly things, we can do it. When we come to the house of the Lord, we must experience heaven while we're together. Somebody help me here this morning. When we come together in the house of the Lord, when we join together virtually in the house of the Lord, we need to experience heaven even though our feet are here on earth. Our prayer, our praise, our worship, our singing, our adoration to him, our communion with him, the preaching of his words, the response by him to us is supposed to be heavenly. So when we leave here, we can say, oh, Oh, I experienced a little bit of heaven here today, uh, even though uh, I was on earth, uh, even though my feet was on this ground, uh, I experienced heaven. The things here on earth that we find ourselves doing are, are, are in opposition to the things above, and that's why we have to be careful about how we approach the things. And so I ask you to stand as I close and ask one more scripture here, Hebrews chapter 12, that my wife read when she came up today. I said, mm, you want to preach, sister? <laughs> I was in my mind. Nicole, I was in my mind when you came up here and you read that first scripture. I said, she might as well go ahead and just preach the word today. <laughs> Since she got some of, my, uh, some of my scripture that I'm using here today, she might as well just go ahead and you know, bring the word. Preach, sister. She looked she look like a preacher lady today, ain't she? You saw her shoes? I said, man, my wife got preacher shoes on. She looking beautiful. And she ready to go. I was going to say, preach the word, sister. Go ahead. You look like you're ready to preach it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's when I was going to start messing with her. She's messing with my name. My name is Wayne. Don't be calling me no other stuff. <laughs> oh, Thank God this is the white. I think she'll do a good job in the district. Uh, I'm always telling the district what we ought to do. This is what I tell the district all the time. What I want to help them to do is to help our current churches grow and fulfill their purpose in Christ and plant new churches. Because every one of us are getting old every day. And if we don't have great successors that are younger and we don't do those kind of things, that when the preacher get old and he can't preach no more and y'all get old and y'all can't listen no more real good, guess what? The, the, the couple of young people that's around just say, I'm done. They, they ain't nothing going on over there no more. And the church dies. And we don't want that. We don't want that. We want the church of the living God that God has established here on the earth to keep on going. We need to raise up young preachers. We need to make sure our current churches are strong. And that's why all of us need to be a part. Um, Rosalie. 
you got to pray to the Lord and ask him, when is it time for you to decide to be a part of the singing group at Christ Center Church? Just thought I'd just give you that piece right there. Because, because I know you can do that. I just, I sat back this morning, I watched you when you came in. You just drawn to singing and worshiping. It's in you. And so you need to really sit and talk with the Lord about that so he can give you so you can do what you got to do because that, that's what God has in store for you. That, that's, what, that's what this is about. We've we got to let God do what he needs to do in our life. He called us to the kingdom so we can be a blessing for his glory. That's what we're doing this for. And so Hebrews chapter 12, verse number two, heaven on earth. And here is the best way to live a heavenly life here on earth. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number two, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus. Where are you looking at? Looking unto Jesus. Where are you looking at? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. We can't be calling ourselves Christians and don't talk about Jesus all the time. Like, like this, this is everything to us. If we're going to be Christians, it's his deal. He started this thing. He, he is the one that established. He is the author of this thing. He is the one that orchestrated. He is the one that does this. So if we don't look at him, we will never be able to do this. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So listen to me. Barbara, here you go. We'll do it before Tuesday night Bible study. So Barbara Correa, on our, um, John was on Bible study that night, asked, um, so um, what's the story with the right hand of God? Jesus is on the right hand of God. So, you know, you know how can it be one God? I said, good question, Barbara. And then I said, Barbara, tell me if God is a spirit, where is it? Where is his right hand? And I'm asking all of you that, that, you know, you know, time, time and time again, you ponder stuff. When I tell you there's one God, you still ponder stuff. My question to you this morning is, where is God's right hand if God is a spirit? Spirit don't have bodies. So you find me that right hand and let me know. Spirit don't have bodies. Find me the right hand of God. You will not find it because spirit don't have bodies. So when the Bible talks about right hand, the right hand represents the authority of God. You know, so when you hear right hand, right hand speaks of authority. You know how we we've been saying this for years and years. That's my right hand man. What that means. That's that's the strong suit. That's, that's my strong partner. That's that's where my strength is. That's my right hand man. So when you hear the right hand of God, it's not talking about a separate person. It's talking about the power, the authority of God. Because God is a spirit. And if God is a spirit, then where are you going to find? So Jesus is God Almighty physically. So God dwells in Jesus. So if you want the right hand, it's Jesus' right hand if you want to. And, Jesus, and, and, and if you look in the Bible, the Bible says, Jesus says, all power is given unto me. All power. So ain't nobody else got no power but Jesus. 
So if, if you think you're going to see God when you get to heaven, he's going to be a powerless God. I love it. <laughs> if that's what you think, I'm just telling you. But if Jesus has all power, then when you get to heaven and you see him, you know, that's the almighty God. He was manifest so we can see him. And here he is now sitting on the throne with all power. And you don't need to look for nothing else. There will be nothing else around heaven to look but your buddy, your brother and sister that, 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 was, uh, that, that, that was caught up in the air with you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds the very first thing we must do to live this heavenly life here on earth is to look at Jesus little Sammy look at Jesus Jesus, our example, finished his heavenly assignment because he set his affection on his heavenly assignment. He never took his eyes, thoughts, or deeds off his heavenly assignment. He never allowed himself to be distracted. Can I tell you this? There's a scripture, I think it's in Luke, like, no, John, like John chapter 18, verse number 36. I don't know. If, I think that's it. But Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. I remember saying this in my mind because I don't want to offend all of my friends and all of the people that I love. But what that means is, what that means is Jesus never engaged in politics. They try to make him king and he squashed it. They try to make him raise up a kingdom in this earth. He squashed it. Every time they try to make him political, to make him have a party. He wasn't the third party. He wasn't the fourth. They try to make him a party. And he was like, get out of here with that. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight like the people we have today fighting. Like the people we have going crazy. So when you are caught up in this worldly kingdom, you're going to break in places, you're going to burn places, you're going to be suing people, all this stuff going on because we're worried about this earthy, stupid kingdom. If we really want to be godly, if, 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 if we need to pray for our leaders to be godly because you know what they would do? They would look at people as people of God and try to help people know God and try to help people be godly. But that's not what they're trying to do. Don't get distracted. You got to live this heavenly life here on earth. You got to, you got, you got to just live that life that demonstrate heaven. This is why I'm preaching this today, that demonstrate heaven. I'm not telling you not to talk about politics, but make sure somebody don't, don't, don't hold you down to some statement that you're making that's going to sound like you are not loving. Don't you make statements as a Christian that that's going to be unloving. You need to say things that are loving. God is love. And if God dwelleth in us, we need to demonstrate love to others. By this shall men know you are my disciples when you have love one for another. We're supposed to walk around here being loving. Not taking sides to make people get all extra mad. 
Because <laughs> no matter what side you take, they are somebody will be mad at you. How can you think like that? But when you take Jesus, here's the beauty of this now. When you take Jesus, even if they're mad at you, guess what? There's a scripture that says, don't fear him. Oh, man, y'all don't want me to preach all day, every day. Don't fear him that only can destroy your body. But fear him, Sammy, who can destroy the body and the soul. So guess what? If you want to give me a hard time for being on Jesus' side, I can take that. If, if you want to come after me and try to hurt me because I, take, I, I can deal with that. Because Jesus has the control of your soul where your soul spends eternity. And I'm sure if I die for Christ, I know where my soul spends eternity. If you die for your political party, tell me where your soul spends eternity. I'm just trying to give you a word, the scripture. Forget about my personal views. I'm giving you J-E-S-U-S. That's who it's about. That's where we need to put our focus and not be distracted in any way. Jesus endured this disgrace. He, he, he endured all of the shame that, that, that he had to go through. And so today we understand that he didn't allow anything to distract them from his heavenly affection. He stayed focused on his heavenly affection. The Bible says looking unto Jesus. Yes, that's where we're looking. And when we look on him, we will be able to live this heavenly life here on earth. We can live this heavenly life. Listen, struggle is going to happen in your life whether you're a Christian or not. But what's the difference, preacher? When you're a Christian, Jesus helped you in your struggles. When you're not a Christian, you have to rely on people or nobody to help you in your struggles. Now, you tell me what's just better. Struggle with Jesus or struggle with no knowing what may happen when you're going through your struggle. It's a no-lose situation. Brother Stone King said for many years, living for Jesus, you have everything to gain and nothing to lose. You don't lose anything when you live for God, but you gain life eternal. You gain blessings. You gain relationships. You gain what you need to gain when you live for Jesus and you will lose nothing because nothing is worth anything. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So no matter what you fall in love with, it will one day be gone. I don't care what it is, whatever you like a whole lot, whatever you really enjoy, one day will be gone, except if it's Jesus. Because he is forever. Hallelujah. Let's take a few minutes to talk to the Lord today and get our hearts and minds set and fixed on Jesus. Let's get our affection on Jesus before we leave here today. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, have your way today, Lord God, that your word, Lord Jesus, that have been spoken here today will now go into the heart of your people and that, Lord, we can live this life with our affection on heaven, that we will live this life that you have afforded us, Lord God, here in earth, and making sure people will see the heavenlies in what we do. Father, we love you today. We, we are so grateful and so thankful of what you're saying to us, what you're doing, how you, Lord God, keep us, how you uphold us, and how you, Lord God, direct us. 
I pray today, Lord God, that you have your way in the hearts of your people in this church and that we can be that example of heaven here on earth, that we can be the example of modeling this heavenly life in this earth, Lord God, and not be consumed and not be distracted by the things of this world. I pray today, Lord, that you will help us to be changed, to be different. Oh, God, to walk in the newness of life, that if somebody here today has never given their life to you, that they today will make the commitment and they will surrender to you, Lord God, that your will be done in their life. I pray today, Lord God, that the changes by the power of God will work and come to us, Lord God. Will somebody talk to God just for a moment before you walk out of this place today? Will you surrender yourself to him? Will you open your heart to him and say, Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. You, we need change to come to our life. We need change to come to our heart. We need change to come into our home and into our church. We need change so we can model this life of heaven here on this earth, oh God. Have your way today, Lord God, that we will not be the same when we walk out of here, but that change will come, that deliverance will come, and that, God, we will model this heavenly life. I pray today that somebody will make up their mind to live for you, that somebody will make up their mind, oh God, to surrender all to you and put their heart toward heaven and live out that heavenly life here in this earth, Lord God. Bless your people today, Lord God. Strengthen your people today, Lord God. Move on your people with your Lord God in the name of Jesus. Oh God, have your way. Have your way today, Lord God. And let the will of God be done in the life and the heart of your people. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord God. Oh, somebody call on the name of Jesus today. Call on the name of Jesus today. Give the Lord your heart. Give him your mind. Give him your soul. Give him all your affection. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Have your way, oh God. Let there be heaven. Be demonstrated here on the earth. Let heaven be demonstrated here on the earth. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and thank the Lord today. Go ahead and thank him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. I love you. Make sure you live this heavenly life here on this earth. God bless you.